And we're back. Mm-hmm. And all we have to do is keep on talking. That we can do. You and I, we consistently, incessantly talk. That's what we do. But it's a good thing, though. We do this every other week. Uh, it's an episode uh, called Keep Talking. And uh, we do that on Mind Body Matters uh, every second week. And the reason we do it is, you know, so we can lead better lives with our mental health because we do believe if you talk and share stuff with people, you know, it's, it's a good form of therapy. Right. Yeah. It's been a good uh, form of therapy. I was joking about us talking incessantly. I mean, we're former radio guys, Yeah, but we found that uh, you and I, the more that we talk and process the mental health issues, the challenges, you know, the the loss of a son, um, you know, my struggles with myself. If we keep talking, then it doesn't feel as much weight on our shoulders. I noticed that, you know, since we've been doing this. And I and I did mention this in an earlier episode, but I mean, we don't want to get to the point where you have a mountain of issues. Uh, that have not been dealt with. The whole idea is to keep talking and keep that from becoming a big mountain. Exactly. And just, and just a little bit every day. Well put. And I think, I think it's important. It's very important and well put, well said. Yeah. yeah. So how are you? I'm doing yeah. well. I um, I got a coffee in front of me, and uh, that's better than a, than a frontal lobotomy. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So my takeaway from today's show is a coffee is a much better than a frontal lobotomy. Yes, that, I believe so. Okay, you, you never know. You never know. But I, I um, I'm always happy when I have uh, a fresh brewed coffee in front of me. Yes, very good. And um, how is the coffee today? Oh, it's damn good. You know why? Because it's French press. Ooh. I mean, we could we could talk forever about that, but we're not going to. But. No. There is a difference, right? You know, a good cup of coffee in a French <laughs> press is much yeah. better than Starbucks by far. Yes, yes. Now, on today's show, I'm going to talk about a couple of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last week or two weeks ago, it was about food. Mm-hmm. And, and you triggered me. I, I oh, no. Let, oh, yeah, you triggered me. Because uh, we talked about food, but also you talked about losing some weight, but... We talked about our relationship with food. So how's that relationship going? Well, I had my doctor's appointment. And as I guessed, uh, I was read the riot act. Like we got to do a couple of things here. So Uh um, yeah, it's just because I have put on some weight and, uh, and uh, my, my A1C level is up and uh, he wants it to go down. So, um, you know, he gave me some medication and uh, we'll see what happens. But in the meantime, you know, uh, he said, "Just, just take it easy. Don't overwhelm yourself with it." And, uh, but you know, as, as I said here on the show, my goal is to lose ten pounds within a month. So I'm, I'm doing my darndest to do that. Yeah, good for you. But you set a goal. Yeah, but the thing is, after eating all that great food we had on the weekend at our friend's birthday party, oh, uh, that was great food, though. It was. It was. <laughs> I had a very close relationship with that food. <laughs> yeah. I embraced that food. Yes, and you did. Uh, I think my wife was jealous about the relationship I had with that food. God, that was good. Eh? Yeah. Last week on uh, Mind Body Matters, you interviewed um, your American dad. My American dad. That's right. 
His name is uh, Steve Cox, and uh, he's currently down in Alabama. Right. Leonard Skinnerd, Alabama. That's right. Not Neil Young, Alabama, which is very anti-Alabama. He's he's very pro-Alabama, yeah. so that would be Leonard Skinnerd. Yes. I digress. But, but he likes the heat <laughs> down in Alabama as opposed to he was in Indiana originally. Right. That's where I used to visit him. And, yeah, it could get very cold in the wintertime in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, Steve, of course, uh, did two tours of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He had uh, he had quite the story too about you know his upbringing, the fact that he was is an alcoholic, and uh, I was authentically moved uh, by last week's episode. I Me really too. was. Me yeah. too. Uh, when um, I talked to him originally about doing it, he agreed to do it, and he said, um, "I think I can do it." Sometimes when I talk about, it, I get very emotional, but we talked about what would he like to see happen with the episode? And he said, well, let's try to help people. And I said, well, the guys that really need help, that really need to hear your story, Steve, are the veterans uh, in the U.S. and Canada Mm -hmm. that have come back from Iraq and Afghanistan are still struggling with post-traumatic stress. They're, as I mentioned in the interview, they're afraid of getting help. They're afraid of getting help because then that reinforces that they do have PTSD. Therefore, there's something wrong according to traditions of the military. And Steve and I said, that's that's so unfortunate. We lose 22 veterans a day to suicide. I, I remember hearing that, that stat, and that is, it's hard to imagine, 22 veterans each day. Mm-hmm. And as he said, it doesn't have to be that way. So I hope people got I hope people got a lot out of it, and especially if there was uh, some some veterans listening uh, to pick up on you know here's a guy who did two tours of Vietnam, obviously you know with the Tet Offensive as he described losing friends losing a close friend that uh, he has post traumatic stress disorder. He went into treatment in I believe in the 70s or, or late 70s back when people weren't talking about PTSD. So I I hope that his story influences other people to go and get help get the therapy, get disability, try not to be concerned about the stigma in the military regarding PTSD. It's it's a real thing. And as we just pointed out, it's happening every day. People taking their life because they just can't can't cope with the uh, post-traumatic stress. Did you think about your dad when you listened to it? Uh, A little bit, uh, because let's let's face it, my my father and uh, Steve's story much different. My father uh, was in World War II, and I'm not saying any war is a great war, but uh, there's a difference between World War II and Vietnam, for example. Like mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of people question, "What are we doing here? What are we doing here in Vietnam?" Whereas with World War II. We knew why we were there. Uh-huh. Um, so they're two, two totally different wars. And, uh, and uh, Vietnam, like no war is pretty, you know. And uh, as he pointed out, no one wins a war, uh-huh. you know. And If we lose one person, that's losing a war, he felt. Yeah, exactly. And um, so, you know, as, as they used to say, war, what, what is, is it, it good, good for? for? Absolutely. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah, I knew we. Yeah. I, I had a feeling we get to that song because we're we're music people, yeah. right? Not to minimize yeah. what we're talking about. We 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 just you know reference music all the time. 
Um, tell, remind me a bit about your dad and what he did in World War II. Um, was he was he in the uh, Canadian Air Force or or how did that work? Yeah, he was with the Royal Canadian Air Force, the RCAF, and he flew uh, what was called Ferry Command. A um, couple of things happened in Ferry Command. One is the delivery of airplanes. Um, so uh, it was like uh, my father had the opportunity to fly several makes and models of uh, of airplanes because they were being delivered overseas to where they had to be, and uh-huh. and they would ferry the planes. On top of that, um, the actual mail getting out to the service people, Dad would uh, you know grab the mail here in Canada and uh, they delivered the mail overseas. That's a, that was an important job for sure. Well, yeah. And uh, not that my dad ever saw combat. And you see, that's the other difference you were asking earlier about, uh, you know, did I think about my dad? Well, not so much because um, my dad never did see combat. He had a couple of uh, close calls like where uh, they lost uh, engine power and he spent, I think it was close to 48 hours um, in the Atlantic and uh, didn't didn't know if he was going to survive. He may not have uh, been in combat and experienced post-traumatic stress, but he would have experienced post-traumatic stress from that. I didn't realize that happened to him. In fact, that's, that's one of the stories that uh, Dad and I would always talk about. I go, tell me that story, that, that time that... You lost power in 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 the airplane, and they went down in the Atlantic, and they're out in the wow in the middle there in a little rubber dinghy, uh, rationing chocolate bars. Oh man, yeah, and uh, that that's one story um, that Dad brought up uh, on many occasions, and uh, and you're right, I think that story in itself did affect because you know he didn't know if he was going to make it, he didn't know if he was going to live. Right now, apparently, what had happened? He uh, he, as they went down, um, Dad shot up some flares and stuff like that, um, and uh, one thing led to another, and eventually they were rescued and found. But uh, it, did you say how long they were out there? Maybe almost forty-eight that. hours. Like it was almost two, Four, oh. two days in a in a in a rubber dinghy. Two days, wow. So there was the crew of the airplane, and, and most crews consisted of a pilot, a co-pilot, uh, a navigator, and uh, my dad was a radio wireless operator. So he was a master at Morse code. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that they they used to, uh, to communicate was uh, in Morse code. So there were the four of them, and they're in this rubber dinghy uh, for 48 hours and didn't know what their what their future was going to be. Uh, I think that, um, as you shared with me, your dad never really said that he experienced trauma. But, I mean, when we think about it, I mean, that is trauma. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be in combat, but, I mean, not knowing for two days if you're going to live or die. Well, and another story was um, dad was supposed to be on an airplane that actually went down and uh, killed everybody on board. And um, he was supposed to be on this airplane at the last minute. He got out of going on this mission, whatever it was. And uh, as the record showed, he was still listed as a person on this airplane. No so, way. Yeah, oh, they so thought he was people, dead? 
thought a lot of people thought my father had died wow. in this uh, in this uh, air accident, and uh, but it turns out at the last minute he um, he didn't go. But a lot of people thought my dad had passed on because uh, his name was on the on the list. My God, yeah. Like I said, uh, two totally different stories. When when you you, you think about Steve and, and and what he had to go through in Vietnam, one thing that stood out from that interview with Steve, he you know he said he never got close to his fellow army buddies uh, or making friends, right? Because it was the fear. Of losing them, right, and that that was something that really stuck out with me uh, in Steve's interview. Yeah, just an amazing story. It was one of those episodes on Mind Body Matters that really made me think, uh-huh. and 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 actually made me feel grateful for what I have today because um, these people they went out to war and they never knew if they were coming back. So. I've never had to uh, be in the service. I've never had, I've never been called to war. So I, my takeaway is I'm just grateful that I didn't have to endure what Steve did. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I felt a lot of gratitude as well and thinking about our generation that you know, we, we haven't been drafted. Um, what's really amazing and what I have a lot of gratitude uh, towards Steve for, because I know him personally, as I've mentioned before, is that um, he shared with me the strength that he developed because of surviving the war. Then he survived addiction. Yes. And one thing I don't think we mentioned, and he wouldn't mind me, me saying, is that in the last few years, Steve has survived a heart attack, mm-hmm. and Steve has survived cancer. Mm-hmm. He recently has been diagnosed with Parkinson's, and I never ever heard from Steve any um, any any thoughts about poor me. He's always had a very positive look on life and influenced me in my early years of sobriety. But as we talked in later years, you know, he talked about you know what every day is special. That showed to me, I need to be more grateful. Well, grateful and have an appreciation for life. And, and, you know, that's one of the reasons, you know, I, I've mentioned that I drive cab part-time. Um, I find that in itself, getting out and talking to people and some of the stuff that my customers are going through uh-huh. and it keeps me centered. I'm going, you know, on my worst day, it's nowhere near some some people's best day, you know. One thing about uh, the work that you do as a cab driver, like I'm, I'm a therapist and I still see clients, but you drive a cab and you have the experience of tapping into how much of a mental health crisis we have right now. Like you are, you're, 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 you're seeing I see it. I yeah. see it every day. I see clients when they when they struggle and they've come to us. But you're seeing the everyday guy mm-hmm. go through, and you told me the amount of people who have jumped in your cab that are struggling right now. And and that is so true. There's not a day that goes by that I don't witness our mental health crisis. I told you I went in to, to see the doctor, and uh, I asked him, I said, do we really have a mental health crisis on our hands? 
And he says, Rob, you wouldn't believe it. And uh-huh. of course, the answer is yes, we, we do have a mental health crisis. But I get to see this firsthand and have real conversations with real people and hearing about their real situations and what they're going through. And like I said, it, it keeps me centered um, where I become grateful. Like that's one thing that I really took away from the, uh, you know, the Steve Cox interview is that it's never poor, poor me or what have you. He's just grateful to be alive. He's loving life. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. And not a lot of people can say that right now because there's a lot of people who don't like life. Yeah. A lot of people are, um, are challenged by many different things. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, what to do about the mental health crisis? I mean, you know, as we mentioned, you know, we would encourage people to keep talking. But also, you know, I, I, you know, I failed to mention, I should as a therapist, is that to keep talking, but also thinking about what Steve said in the interview, get help. Yeah. Uh, go for therapy. There's no shame in going for therapy, no matter whether it's PTSD or depression or whatever it is. There's no shame in that. Uh, I That's see right. clients very reluctant to be in the chair in the first session because they feel like they're being judged by other people. And if, if you don't get help, then it's, it's not going to improve. Right. That's right. Yeah. And all we do as therapists and what you do as, as a, as a cab driver is listen and, and, you know, look within it and what you empathize and, and, uh, uh, you know, support them and not try to fix their, their, their issues, but I can't, I can't, I can't fix anyone's issues, no. but, but what I can no. do is I can point them in the right direction. And like I said, let them know, I, I, I say there's no shame in talking. I said, if you're having a bad day, I want you to know that as Rob, the cab driver, I'm all ears if you want, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll listen. And I might give up my two cents worth. Again, I can't fix these people, but I'll, but I do let them know the help is out there if you want it. And uh, we talk about that every week here on on the show, that there is help out there um, if you need it. And again, no shame in, in seeing someone about your struggles. No, not at all. And uh, just, you know, aware of time, uh, I don't want our episode to go too long, but uh, next week we're going to be interviewing somebody. It's really... I'm switching gears here, but it ties in with what people struggle with and what they need help with. Okay. I've had the problem for many, many years. I'm not sure about you, is the fear of dying. What happens, right? Mm-hmm. And then that taps into your religious beliefs and, and, and so forth. But a lot of people really, really fear even talking yeah. about when they die and where they go. When I uh, discovered... This gentleman that we're going to interview next week, uh, Steve Martin, actually, is his name. Because I am a wild and Oh, the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but his name is Steve Martin. Yeah, <laughs> Stephen Martin. Martin. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve, yeah. Uh, I talked to him a while ago, and he shared that he would like to talk about the fear of dying, but also because he's like one of us, had a radio show for many years, interviewed a lot of people, 
a lot of people mm-hmm. that have had near-death experiences, which they call NDEs. Have you heard of that? Near-death experiences? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know much about it. He, he kind of helped me understand that there's really nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear in where you go when you die. You just reconnect with the one. You reconnect with universal consciousness, which seems to be a thread in a lot of our interviews with people. So in the interviews with people that went through NDEs was, was actually, uh, he was motivated to do the interviews because when he was younger, he told me he had an eager death experience. He's going to talk about that. And yeah, I, I, I hope that the interview, you know, helps people in the way that it's, it's going to happen someday. Oh, it's inevitable. We're, we're all going to die. We're all going to go, but, you know, to process that now, to talk about it and process it now, what your feelings are about, about dying. And, you know, just even that, in that conversation, and I hope with the interview, I felt a little bit better about it, you know, kind of, even though I have, I have my own beliefs and, and philosophy about what happens when you die, talking with him, I kind of felt and kind of encouraged that uh, it's not as scary as I think it would be. I often wonder, um, and I was. It's funny that you, you're bringing this up right now, but uh, this morning, uh, you know how you just get thoughts and they come and go. But the one thought today was, you know, after losing my son, I'm thinking, well, maybe up in heaven or wherever, wherever they are, maybe um, my son Alex has had communication with my parents, for example. I believe it. I believe it. And, 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 you know, Steve talked about that, that in, in his interviews, he found people that, that died and came back like on the operating table and that, um, that they were connected with a family member and that family member may not be, you know, the entity of the family member, but it creates, uh, someone that will guide you. Yes. Through that process and help you process what life was and what death is. And I have no doubt that uh, that Alex would have been reconnected with your parents and the people that were close to him and guided him through. Yes. And so that was just one of those thoughts that went through my mind this morning. I just I got thinking. I wonder I wonder if Alex has uh, met up with old Bill and Marnie, you know, my mom Mm -hmm. and dad, you Mm -hmm. know, and and. um, but anyway, just one of, it was one of those weird and random thoughts, but I happened over my mm-hmm. coffee this morning. I just it just dawned on me. So so this is next week's uh, interview, right? We're right. we're talking about Steve Martin. Steve Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I I encourage people to listen to the episode. What I gather is that uh, there isn't a lot to fear. And that what happens when we die, and there's a lot of people talk about this, mm-hmm. is that you don't just go off to a, a darkness and blackness. You don't go to heaven or hell, which is fine if you, if you have that belief, but you're reconnected with everything. We are everything, and we, we can't intellectualize that in, mm-hmm. in our lives. Mm-hmm. We can't intellectualize and figure out and rationalize that we are all part of one thing, but that's the experience people have when they come back. They felt connected. They didn't feel any fear about what's going to happen in their, in, in their life. They had no fear of what's going to happen in death. 
In fact, a lot of them were reluctant to come back into their body because they had such a wonderful experience and a connection. So we really encourage people to um, to, to tune in for uh, the, the episode next week on Fear of Dying. And what's the other part of the title I'm going to put on it? Fear of Dying. And ne- uh, near near-death experiences. Right, right, okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah, because people have been talking about that, uh, and you know, there's this abbreviation of NDEs. Yeah, uh, this this guy had one, so he can talk from that, and also many many years of uh, interviewing mm-hmm. uh, people that have insight into what the great beyond is like. It makes me wonder. It it really does. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking I'm looking forward to this interview. So that's next week on Mind Body Matters uh, with right. uh, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. And you know what? What I can tell from him so far, he's a wild and crazy guy. Is he really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he is with a name like Steve Martin. Stephen Holly Martin is going to be our guest next week. So we encourage you to tune in. All right. Uh, we should remind people, too, if you have an idea for our show, uh, whether it be in Just Keep Talking or if it's in the other podcast, uh, Mind Body Matters, uh, we want to hear from you. If you've got an idea that you'd like to see us cover, we'd be more than happy uh, to hear from you. So please get in touch with us. Absolutely. And we, ha- we have a lot of guests lined up, but I'm glad you mentioned that, Rob, is what do the listeners want to hear about? That's right. right. Yeah, and then from there we can we can you know seek out a guest that will uh, maybe not be an expert, but someone that has a personal story about it. So most definitely get in touch with us at mb-matters.com. Also, I will add to your comment about the listeners is if they have any questions, yes, you know, ideas, but also you know, Rob and Greg talk about such and such, but I'm wondering if they have experienced this or. I wonder the next time you talk to someone that knows about psychedelics, can you ask them this question about ketamine or so? Yeah, we're very open to knowing what you'd like to ask and we'll write that down and we'll ask the guest when we talk to them. The whole objective is to help people out. And that's why we're doing this podcast. And, uh, and, uh, through participation is, uh, is how we're going to get this done. So if you've got any questions, as Greg pointed out, or any ideas for our shows, again, uh, please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. And also, and and I was just going to say, too, and, you know, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons why, you know, we decided to do an audio podcast as opposed to a video podcast, because we did hear that we were pretty ugly people. We had faces for radio. We had faces for radio. Was <laughs> I'm just kidding, but uh, but no, we'd love to hear from you. What you like, what you don't like, what would you like to hear? Um, please contact us. Absolutely, mb-matters.com, and there's a section on there about contact us. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. As I always say, any question is not a dumb question. So not uh, at all. Yeah. No. So uh, so fire away. You bet. Well, Robbie, we'll uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, and we'll uh, we'll chat again. Yes, as we always do. Take care. Have a great week. You too. Yeah. What? Absolutely nothing.
हाँ हाँ